Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ricky V, and you're listening to episode number 31 of the Elite Fitness Podcast. And today, we're going to talk about underground labs, getting your stuff, buying your stuff, finding your stuff, pretty much everything that has to do with this underground steroid market. Now, if you're listening to this episode and you're in the United States, the UK, Canada, or Australia, uh, you're probably pretty familiar with how hard it is to obtain anabolic steroids, the legalities around them, and how you could really get in some serious trouble if you don't know what you're doing. Now, there are different labs, different style of labs out there from where you can buy your stuff. There's still some good human-grade steroids being made that you can actually acquire through underground means. These are steroids that are manufactured by by legitimate and licensed pharmaceutical labs, and they become available in in the underground market through uh, diversion, I believe it's called the technical name used in the pharmaceutical industry, to refer uh, to the drugs being sold in the underground. It's called uh, diversion. So some of these legitimate products that are made for human-grade use, such as Sustanon, uh, for example, is, is a good example um they'll get diverted into the underground and bodybuilders can get their hands on those uh, also there are still some veterinarian labs out there not as many as we used to have back in the 90s and early 2000s but there's still some veterinarian labs out there uh, Gannibal 50 is still great equipoise 50 milligrams per cc that you can still buy pretty easily in uh, most places south of the border. Now, these are kind of your top-tier steroids, the steroids that you really want to get your hands on because these steroids are manufactured by legitimate registered labs for the real legitimate use market. And if you could get your hands on some diverted kind of sauce, man, that's usually the best kind of sauce. Now, below that, the second tier... Uh, below getting human or vet grade. And I, and I put human grade and veterinarian grade almost in the same first slot now, like tied for first, because these labs are regulated, meaning when the raw materials come in, they have to be tested, tested for heavy metals, tested for potency. When the batch of products are made, a final product has to be made, uh, has to be tested for potency, tested for contamination. Samples of the product uh, need to be put in petri dishes and special uh, incubators to see if any bacteria is going to grow on them. Uh, products need to be quarantined, sometimes seven, sometimes two, three weeks, depending on the country uh, it is made. Uh, pending uh, these swab tests from final product, delivering good uh, results, no bacterial growth on, on the petri dishes. Everything has to be documented from where the rows were purchased, the test results, who was on the manufacturing floor that they was manufactured, how many units were made, what went out, batch numbers, high levels of regulation in the legitimate pharmaceutical and legitimate veterinary market make for a very good quality product that you can rely on, very consistent. And, you know, these companies are are structured, the, the regulation is structured in a way so that if there is a problem with a batch of product, they can quickly recall it and pull it back. Because documenting where everything comes from and where everything goes is so important. So 
really, if you can manage to get your hands on human-grade stuff, that's going to be your best quality stuff. Also, with human-grade, we're talking about testosterone replacement therapy clinics. You can get a script. Uh, you can go back to my episode on testosterone replacement therapy that I did here for the Elite Fitness Podcast. Uh, matter of fact, let me give you the actual number. It is, uh, let's see here, episode number 27, where I discuss TRT clinics uh, and how to get a prescription. Those are really your top tier steroids. You know, same thing, compounding pharmacies. Uh, they are able to purchase raws from the very best of the best manufacturers because it comes illegally with the paperwork. They document where the raws came from. There's testing that goes on. I mean, it's really very well put together. It's really, as we call it, products that are made for uh, human-grade use. Below that, once you, if you can't get your hands on legitimate TRT steroids made in a compounded pharmacy, if you can't get your hands on real brand human-grade or veterinary-grade branded stuff that gets diverted, if that's just not at your reach, either because of price or because of your uh, location and geographical limitations, then the next best is to get your hands on established, legitimate, underground lab steroids. Now, these top-tier underground labs, because there's different tiers within the underground lab realm, but these top-tier underground labs are labs that have actually developed a whole operation around creating steroids that would be close to human grade as you get from a pharmaceutical company. The way that these companies operate is they establish other operations in countries that are friendly to steroids, meaning countries where steroids aren't that big of a deal, or maybe they have bigger problems like Eastern European countries and some Asian countries are prime candidates to actually make manufacture underground steroids in large quantities under really, really good quality, um, really good quality facilities, I should say, and not have to worry too much. And the way it kind of works is a lot of these pharmaceutical plants that are approved, certified, bona fide plants in parts of Asia and Eastern Europe that could be manufacturing regular medications during the day, antibiotics, dewormers, whatever, right? Um, different medications that they're actually licensed to, to run during the day. They will go in and take on a contract for unlicensed medications, which would be steroids in this case. So a real legitimate laboratory that is registered with the government would do a, a nighttime run of some of these steroids. They'll bring the raw materials in, they'll bring the package in, the carriers, mix it all together, use their machinery, run it through their process, same as they do the legitimate stuff that goes on the pharmacy shelf. But these companies don't actually really record or report these runs. They take the money from it, uh, turn the product around and go. It's not something that's being documented. And this really kind of only goes on in this kind of Asian, Eastern European countries where uh, regulation, uh, it's kind of laxed uh, at best or sometimes just, just fall, fall corrupt. And so you have a situation where uh, it would make financial sense, the, the, risk, the risk to reward for the owner of a huge manufacturing plant 
to actually run steroids for a brand like Geniza or Dragon Pharma or one of these other kind of top tier um, underground labs. If, if you want to know more about top tier underground labs in the market, just check out uh, our evolutionary uh, radio podcast. Go to evolutionary.org. And you'll see the podcast link right at the very top. And uh, there we do uh, an underground episode of probably about once a month where we discuss the ins and outs of different um, black market steroid information. And we talk about some of the uh, more prestigious laboratories that are available out there. But this is your second tier. You know, this is the, the second best you can actually get are these steroids manufactured under really really good regulations um i should say under really in, in really really good facilities in some of these friendly countries that don't quite care um what are the downfalls of of those well you know you you are not since the, these these uh labs are not really supposed to be running the steroids really uh, legally um a lot of the procedures are not well documented a lot of the safety um, precautions are maybe foregone waived. Uh, also, ever since the Beijing Olympics, it's become really, really hard to buy good quality raw materials from China. Before Beijing, uh, the top tier manufacturing labs would make the raw materials, would make the actual hormone. Because when I say manufacturer, I'm really talking about just taking in the, the, the powder hormone, suspending it in the oils, encapsulating it or capping it, um, into the, the fillers and creating the, the final product steroid. But the actual hormone, the, the, the ring structure that is the actual steroid, uh, I mean, there are very few facilities now in the West, really, that have the capabilities of making those. Most of that manufacturing has gone to places like China, India, where the, the manufacturing, the, the long processes of manufacturing the actual raw hormone uh, can be made at a reasonable price. As far as everything else, everything else is pretty much just putting the product together, and that's what that's what the, these uh these very established laboratories are doing. They're not making the actual hormone. So before Beijing, getting back to that, um, the top tier, the very good, good, clean manufacturers used to make a ton of steroids, and it would just be diverted quite easily. The Chinese weren't really regulating it. Nobody kind of cared. Going up to Beijing, the Chinese government had to get serious and tough on steroids in order to, to win that, <laughs> to win the ability to actually host the Olympics. And so they turned their, att their attention on steroid manufacturing and they made it really hard for the good, big, legitimate laboratories to make a ton of steroids and just divert them. Now, the companies have to report how much, how many uh, pounds or kilos of steroids they're making, uh, who they're going to. Uh, there is more documentation and more regulation that goes along with that. And some of these really huge top tier um, operations that are manufacturing um, antibiotics, you know, penicillin uh, for for sale in generic. Uh, in the generic compositions across the world, uh, they're not going to risk their ability to manufacture good, legitimate drugs just to run a little bit of steroids for some bodybuilders. 
they did when it wasn't regulated, when they weren't told to stop. But after they were told to stop, most of them did. And the ones that continued to really kind of manufacture steroids uh, needed that paperwork. They need, if you're an American and you want to buy the raw materials, you need to uh, show them who you are, what compounding pharmacy or what pharmaceutical company you work for. You need to actually uh, give them copies of it. They have to keep it for their records. When they ship, the shipment has to be declared as testosterone for uh, X, Y, and Z uh, compounding pharmacy in such and such state. And it comes in as, as such. And that testosterone, that anavar, it's still very clean, very regulated. That's going to TRT clinics or that's going to a veterinarian uh, a laboratories or is going to human grade laboratories that are making branded stuff. The steroids being manufactured, the actual hormone being manufactured in China now is being done by less than the best and less than top tier operations. Guys that are running some compounds, some of them might not even be fully licensed to run human grade compounds. They might just be a chemical manufacturer. And obviously their machinery and their processes, they're able to spit out some steroids, but they're not quite licensed to make steroids. Maybe they're licensed to make, uh, to make uh, things like pesticide and, and licensed to handle hazmat and things like that, but not the top tier uh, licensing to actually make compounds that are meant to be injected into someone's body. But they'll do it. They'll make the steroids anyway for some of these lower, uh, let's call them a kind of bottom feeder uh, companies that manufacture actual chemicals it it's actually worth it to them to run some high margin steroid products uh compounds that they can sell easily and they'll run them on the side and sometimes the facility is not suitable to make human grade stuff uh, sometimes they might be making uh some kind of a chemical uh used for machinery used in pesticides or or used in engines or something like that right right near where your steroids are being made that's when you get some of that cross-contamination of uh, uh, different heavy metals and, and different things. And also uh, the regulation and, and the before and after testing is not the best. So you might actually get steroids that aren't that high quality uh, and aren't that high potency. And when it comes to all of the underground labs, um, the kind of uh, raw material that they're sort of getting is this non-registered kind of fly-by-night raw material. Now, some of the top tier um, underground labs, they'll, they'll, they'll test that raw material for heavy metals, for contaminants. They'll test it for potency. Uh, they'll develop good connections in China to get good quality stuff. But it's still all under the table. It's still all ran many times in chemist, chemical manufacturing facilities where they're not fully licensed to make human grade stuff. It'll, it'll happen. Um, and... The fact that when the raws come in and these, uh, you know, these top tier underground labs actually test the raw material and make sure that it's not harmful, it does go a long way in ensuring you get a good product. It does go a long way in ensuring you get high quality steroids, but still just not the same. You know, that's why they're just a tier below, meaning if you can get TRT, a script, a compounded pharmacy or diverted, a branded human grade pharmaceutical veterinary grade pharmaceutical branded diverted get that and if you can't if that's your first choice and you can't then you go to the top tier underground labs the real famous ones the ones that have great packaging the ones that are worried about being copied <laughs> the ones that are so popular and establish such a good good 
um, prestige and, and good um, good name among steroid users that uh, bootleggers that on other underground labs will actually fake their stuff. Those really are kind of your second choice if you can get it. Um, and uh, again, uh, if you need more information on, on brands to look at and find, uh, evolutionary.org, uh, check out our podcast, uh, Underground Episodes. We do one a month. It's there. If you just go to the uh, evolution.org page, you click on podcast, you'll see the page. Scroll down to load more. After you press the button once or twice, you'll see one of the Underground Episodes pop up. Uh, check it out there. Getting back to uh, the Underground Labs. That's your second tier. Those top kind of level uh, brands made in India, made in uh, in certain parts of Asia, made in some Slovakia something, you know, one of those Eastern European countries uh, or Asian countries in a otherwise legitimate um, pharmaceutical uh, lab that's just running some under the table product. Below that, you have your kind of fly-by-night underground brands this would be your third tier your third step down your your third choice if you can't get legitimate bona fide human grade diverted or script if you can't get good high quality uh steroids from overseas your third choice would be a sort of maybe local brand that has good prestige that at that point you, you really want to know person to person uh, other guys using that particular brand these brands are sometimes popular at gyms. You might have a uh, brand called, you know, Wild uh, Animal Labs, and um, they might have a, a few guys across the Northeast that push it at the gyms and that sell uh, some to uh, guys online, but they're not huge and very popular. And, and um, the way these brands come about are two ways. Two ways these brands come about. Uh, one is uh, the Ross sometimes will get shipped in and some guy will have set up his house his basement, or as, or as sometimes we like to say, his bathtub to manufacture the steroids at home, which is, it, it's not hard. I mean, look, making the actual base hormone at home, almost impossible. The machinery, the, the amount of chemicals, the processes. I mean, even if you had the knowledge on how to do it, doing it at home, you, I mean, you, you'd have to drag some machinery and you'd have to, you have to do the shit. But taking the actual hormone that's already made and suspending it in sterile oil or pressing it into, into capsules or tablets that could be taken, not that hard. Actually, not that hard. You could do it in a tabletop. You don't need much more than, than some, um, some syringes, some vials, uh, filters for syringes, you know, something to create heat. I mean, not very much things. You could do it in, in a kitchen countertop. That's how a lot of these kind of fly-by-night underground labs that are not very well-known, that's kind of how they're made. You know, they're made, they're homemade. And the real downfalls, the real issues that you have with a lab like that is that there is no real testing of the raw materials when it comes in. Very, very rarely they'll test the raw materials when they come in. And if they do, they'll just, uh, they'll just invest money into the testing for potency Heavy metals testing might not happen at all. And then once the product is made, uh, they're not definitely not taking a sample of it to put on a Petri dish um, in an incubator to see if bacteria will grow, uh, quarantining the product, uh, testing the final product for, for potency because there could be manufacturing mistakes that lower the potency or testing the final product for 
heavy metals because there could have been a, a mistakes made during the process that inserted uh, um, heavy metals into your steroids um, that didn't have them before. You know, pro problems with the with the way that they were put together. What those problems could be, man, they could be many different things, especially if they're being made in a kitchen countertop. In contrast to, let's say, our second tier, which are your your uh, high quality, high level underground labs, those guys are, are testing their, their stuff. Those guys are are testing their product uh, for potency before uh, the taste testing the raw material coming in. They're testing the product coming out. Uh, but but see, these companies, these kind of guys, these guys are able to do that because they are in countries where they can send samples of vials out to a third-party lab to test it, and it's not a big deal. But in the U.S., um, it's just not all that easy. It's, it's sort of become maybe a problem sometimes to actually send scheduled compounds, illegal basically to, to possess compounds, to a lab for them to test it. You know, for, for a lab to, to take your money and test your steroids uh, to see if your final product is up to par, they would have to basically receive and possess what is an illegal substance, what could be in the books as bad legally as having a vial full of crack, you know, just to say plainly. So having legitimate testing done on the potency and 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 the contamination of your final product when you're compounding it, let's say in some, somewhere like the USA, when you're compounding it there, um, could put you in a really weird situation of having been able to test it because it is an illegal product after all. And uh, I do recall off the top of my head, I can't remember the name of the laboratory, but this laboratory everybody used to use back in the 2000s um, for testing steroids. And uh, they were used for years. And then I think, I think they got in trouble one day. I think they got raided. Uh, they wanted records. They wanted to see who was sending all these steroids for testing because uh, a lot of underground labs were posting on forums and everywhere um, their results of their final steroid uh, being that, that was made. And uh, obviously the boys are watching, you know, the boys are watching and they've seen these letterheads uh, of these companies, uh, of, of this laboratory admitting to testing steroids. And I believe they got in trouble. I don't, I don't know how uh, that is, is working now. How guys are able to do it. But as far as I can tell, uh, I haven't really seen recently anyone uh, put up or show or show a test being made on steroids by a laboratory or a third pound third party laboratory for testing in the usa i think that's sort of become an issue i've seen it for sarms but then again sarms are not illegal to possess you know uh sending in a sample of of cauterine gw or a sample of osterin into one of these labs is not illegal it's not it's not a problem to just have it in your hands but sending a sample of testosterone or a sample of dianabol anabar that's fucking illegal to possess to have in your hands. So I have seen it done for SARMs, and I, those are those are reliable, trustworthy results. Haven't seen it being done for uh, underground labs that distribute in the U.S. and manufacture the final product in the U.S. And uh, that's that's an issue. That that's that's sort of a that's sort of a problem for me. That's sort of a no no go zone for me. It's sort of like a no no 
what the fuck <laughs> kind of a situation for me because uh, that's important. You know, the testing is important. And those are kind of going to be your, your third tier kind of laboratories. They have a label that's known. They might have a name that's somewhat popular. They might have some prestige. They might be distributed, distributed in gyms across a couple of states. And those are decent. Again, you, they, they're, they're trying to keep a good name. And that goes a long way in motivating the people who run this outfit to put out good quality product or, or, or as best quality product as they could possibly make. Some of these labs don't even really manufacture in the U.S., to be real with you. Some of them buy the final product already made from Asia. So instead of uh, trying to send in a pack of powders, they'll actually send in a big jug, a big bag even of the final oil being made. Oh, that's already made. The oil is made. And then all they have to do is bottle it here. Some of them will actually get the, the bottles already made just with no labels shipped in with the oil. And as long as they can get that through customs and sometimes sometimes those come in in big container ships um, through sea travel which becomes quite easier to hide a, a box of some of these kind of finished product. Um, it's easier to, to do that than to dirt in a container ship than it is to do it through airmail. And so a lot of these brands, they just get the stuff already made by somewhere in Asia, obviously, you know, some other underground lab in Asia, and then they just put their stickers on it. And that's, this is kind of your third tier, real kind of third tier-ish lab. And then the, the fourth tier, the, the the bottom of the bottom, you know, the ones that don't even really care are just, there's some, a lot of times regular gym guys, four or five of them get together. Uh, one of them will be good at, at chemistry. The other one will be good at this or that. They'll order raw materials in. They'll just compound stuff. Sometimes they'll create their own brand and they'll print out the labels for their brand in their own home as to not uh, raise any suspicion by the authorities. Uh, some of them won't even put labels on their stuff. They'll actually put little stickers maybe at the bottom of it to identify each product. But really for all intents and purposes, they keep the product very kind of not nondescript. You just don't know what it is by looking at it. And they rely on making their sales through personal connection. You know, that one guy at the gym, you know, uh, uh, that the guy's making... A few, the guys making a few of these vials uh, might have four or five gym guys in their area. And they get together, they distribute, they make it, and it's usually very local operations. Or some guys bring it in, make it just for internet. People that they're very close to. You know, you you have to have a real kind of, in a way, personal uh, understanding, relationship, friendship, whatever, with someone who's going to send you a bottle that doesn't have any writing on it, doesn't have anything. Uh, they tell you what's in it. Oh, that's your Mastron bottle with the sticker name number two. <laughs> and that's your uh, Prima Bowling sticker number six, right? Um, and you're trusting them that that's what's in it. You're trusting them because you trust their word because uh, they've developed uh, some kind of a, a basis of trust with you. And that's the way kind of some of those very, that, that, that's the lower of the lower tier that you can um, that you can actually get when it comes to quality of steroids. Could the quality be good? Yes, it could. Could the quality be terrible? Yes, it, it could definitely be terrible. The quality could be great, 
or the quality could be terrible. Uh, you just don't know. Could it, could the quality ever be as good as something you get from a compounding pharmacy or or a, or a vial of Testovirin, Bayer Testovirin, if you get from a Pharmacia in South America, legal human grade? Um, no, it'll never it'll never be that. It'll never be that. But could it be real clean? No, no obscene amounts of contaminants. Uh, up to uh, label claims, yeah, yeah, it could, it could, it could be, it could be that. That's your, that's your bottom tier, and and um, look, I, I know these outfits kind of exist because uh, I've read many and many uh, documents from and articles from people being busted for running steroid manufacturing rings in the U.S. The story is uh, the way they run in the news are pretty uh, descriptive, uh, are, are pretty well described an operation just the way that I said it. You know, Ross coming in, one guy compounding it in the kitchen, and go. And then they're, they're, they're again, next tier up from that, our third tier, uh, would be guys who actually have a, a good brand that's established for good quality, um, larger outfit, and sometimes they have the stuff manufactured abroad and they just, they just bottle it here. Uh, and manufacture abroad and Facilities way more high tech than anything anyone could really build in their house, you know, without calling a ton of attention to themselves. Those are going to be, when it comes to steroids, SARMs and peptides, a different story. When it comes to steroids, those are going to be your main four tiers of quality of labs of stuff you can get, you know, and in next episode, I'm going to go more into how guys are getting their sources, how they're finding where to buy their steroids, how they're paying for the sauce, for the steroids. I'll, I'll get more into that aspect of things in our next episode, uh, just to give you guys a, a preview of what's coming on the next episode, is really how guys are actually acquiring this stuff, how it's going, how it's going down. Guys, obviously, uh, this is not legal advice. Um, I do not condone the purchase or the sale of any legal drugs. Don't take anything I say as legal advice. You have to check with your country's laws. I'm not a doctor, so don't take anything I say as doctor's advice. Um, I will get way more into detail on some of uh, how the labs work in the next episode, how guys are finding their sources and uh, ways of paying for it. We're going to touch up on our cryptocurrencies a little bit and, and how it relates to to what we're talking about. And, and that's it. That's it for today, guys. Have a good day. Have a good week. Uh, you'll hear from me next week. Uh, please make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We're everywhere. Uh, YouTube everywhere. Just make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Don't miss out on any more episodes of this show. Uh, so far, this is episode number 31. There's some really good 30 episodes behind us that you can uh, check out and, and listen to and understand. So um, that's it for me. Have a good week.